Hey guys, so this is uh, C.S. Joseph, and we've been focusing on a series about how to type people, how to type yourself, how to type anyone else. Uh, I first started this series, this 10 video series. Uh, I was planning on having it being eight, but uh, I extended it out by two more. So we started out with talking about the MBTI test and its flaws, and uh, then we went into the temperaments, the four temperaments, and the uh, four interaction styles. So, why did we do this? We did it because, again, the test is very flawed. Uh, there's some problems with it. Uh, people don't really know themselves, or they're insecure, or they're immature, and they take the test in such a manner where people are just not really honest with themselves, or they're not really honest with about how other people would view them so they end up answering incorrectly on these tests these tests are very long and they're very uh well they can give false positives i first took the test uh the first test i ever took was the human metrics test that you could find on google and i got the uh intj or the infj on my second go uh and I never actually tested what my actual type is, which is ENTP, uh, on these tests. Uh, same thing with MyPersonality.info, I came out INTJ. Uh, I have an ESTP friend of mine who always tests INTJ no matter what he does, uh, but he's an ESTP. So uh, the other problem with uh, these tests is that they don't focus on cognitive functions. Now, in a perfect world, the ultimate test uh, for someone's personality would be the eight cognitive functions. Absolutely. The eight cognitive functions are literally the best thing that you could actually be able to test with somebody because it's so fluid, it's a very logical order. Each one of the 16 types has a specific order, right? And that's the most important thing about them. Carl Jung realized that there is a primary and secondary cognitive sense. That's what he called it when he first started this um, 100 years ago or so, over 100 years ago, and uh, as the father of depth psychology. And uh, he found that people have like a primary and a secondary function. And we've been able to develop that out into a total of uh, eight cognitive functions her mind, uh, four of them being in the e ego and the other four being in the shadow, also known as the unconscious, and then obviously them flipped up on top of each other to get the anima animus, also known as the subconscious, as well as the superego, the four sides of the mind. Obviously, if we could have a test that would test that, that would be dope, but we don't. Uh, why? Well, because that's incredibly complex. That's like testing... Uh, four times four times four different vectors of testing that you'd have to do, and then you'd have to test that eight times. So it's like four to the fourth power multiplied by eight would be at least the, would be around the amount of questions that you would need to be able to accurately uh, figure out, you know, what cognitive functions are and what order they're in to be able to get a really nice, uh, accurate assessment. That's horrible. Uh, that would take forever and no one wants to do that. Uh, so another, another issue is that the MBTI just focuses on the four letters of the, of the types that they have, their type indicator, like ENFJ or ESFJ or ISFP, the four letters, introverted versus in, 
extroversion, intuitive versus sensing, thinking versus feeling, perceiving versus judging. Again, there's limitations there and everyone gets their test result. It's like, oh, hey, I have this percentage of, I am percentage of this amount of introversion and percentage of this extroversion. And next time I take the test and it changes. No, that is giving people the wrong message. I actually watched a, a recent interview with Ty Lopez, actually, and he was talking about personality typing, and he just kept on going on and on about how horrible the MBTI is, about how inaccurate it is, about how limiting it is, and how, like, it's not useful. And he kept on going on about, you know, the Big Five approach or the Hexaco test and saying that that was the standard, right? Well... I have to agree with him. I have to agree with him because he's right. The MBTI test is extremely limiting. Uh, those percentages uh, of how introverted or extroverted you are, how intuitive or sensing you are, like they don't mean anything. So, but but forgive me, guys. I, I'm rehashing what I said in the first video of this series. You know, the flaws really in the MBTI test. Why? Well, I got to review it real quick because I'm going to uh, uh, dive into what we call the right way. So the right way of how to test for somebody came from somebody known as Linda Behrens. I talked about Linda Behrens uh, earlier when, uh, on the first video of the interaction styles. So basically, we're going to combine Plato and uh, the four temperaments, um, his four temperaments, guardians, artisans, thinkers, intellectuals, uh, and idealists, and multiply that by uh, interaction styles. And that gives us like a multiplication table system that allows us to accurately type anyone using two vectors uh, instead of you know the MBTI four vector system or the cognitive function approach, which is eight vectors at minimum. Uh, it's it's a lot easier to test. It saves a lot of time. You have just as much accuracy, if not more accurate, actually, because. Instead of testing for something in a positive direction, you're testing for something in a negative direction. What does that mean? Well, that means you get to use the process of elimination uh, in your testing, actually, because you assume that everyone has one of the 16 types. And because you're doing that, you're able to eliminate other types until, until you arrive to your final conclusion. This is similar to how times tables or multiplication tables work. It's very simple and it's very easy. And once you understand how the interaction styles interact with the temperaments, you'll be able to type anyone in seconds. Like you literally meet a new person you've never met before and you just pay attention to their interaction style. Once you identify their interaction style, then you just it's like, okay, well, is he a guardian? Is he a, an artisan? Is he a, an intellectual or an idealist? Once you have that information, you immediately know their type with a 100% accuracy. And then because you know their type, you know their cognitive functions. You know where they're really good at things. You know where they're very pessimistic. Uh, you know where they're very childish. You know where they're insecure. You know where their worry exists. You know where they're very critical. You know where their wisdom would be. You know what they're completely unaware of. And you know where uh, the, the corruption of their soul is. You, you instantly know the person's human nature. And that allows you to interact with them. 
you and, and if you know and if you're a compatible type with them you know that you could just be more natural with them if you know that you're not compatible with them you just have to start emulating the uh, the type that they are most compatible with you start emulating that type with how you communicate to them instead of like but so for example how does that work let's say um, let's say you're an ENTP like me right and you find out that your boss is an ISTP right well, an ISTP likes to make people feel good. The problem with ENTP is you have FI trickster, which means it's not about, you really don't care if you feel good about anything. So as an ENTP, to get around this ISTP, you pretend that you have feelings. You literally pretend that this person makes you feel good and that this person's giving you a good experience. And, that's, and that this person's really, really smart. Even though as an ENTP, you're more like, Actually, I'm kind of smarter than you, but I'm not really going to let you know that because then you'll hate me for it. But I'm going to make you think that you're more smarter than me for the sake of this conversation or the sake of this relationship because, like, you're my boss. And, well, yeah, it'd be better for everybody if I just pretend to be this different person for you so that you can handle me and then we can have a great relationship, right? Oh, no, Chase, we can't do that because... That's lying and that's deceitful. Uh, no, it's called pretend. Adults should be okay with pretend. You know, children do it all the time, right? So it's okay to pretend with people, like it really is. You have to be willing to pretend with people because if you really want to have a relationship with everybody, if you really wanna be able to have a good relationship with literally anybody, well, you need to be willing to pretend, so. Uh, I apologize ahead of time. This video is going to be a little long, just so you guys know. Um, I haven't even dived into the meat and potatoes. It takes a little bit of foundational work to really drive home what it is I'm trying to say here. So just understand that. That's the whole point of this. Uh, quite frankly, uh, this, this video may be the most important video that I'll do ever because, quite frankly, people need to understand each other. So they stop judging each other and putting their stupid little biases together and thinking that people are wrong or inferior or inadequate or broken, when in reality is they just don't understand each other. Because if you understand everybody's reason for doing anything, you can't really get mad at them for being who they are. You can't really get mad at them at being who their human nature has them to be, right? So by understanding them, that makes you a, a better person, right? That makes you a better human being. That makes you able to emulate a type that's more compatible with them so that they can interface with you. Yes, it takes a lot of mental energy, and yes, you can be drained by it, but practice makes perfect. It's not as draining if you become a master at it. And yes, it's a form of manipulation. Yes, it's a form of social engineering. But you know what? All social interaction is manipulation. And the word manipulation in the English language, at least in our first world uh, culture, has a negative connotation to it. But let me tell you something, guys. It is a neutral term. It's neutral. It's not always negative. Every social interaction in existence is manipulation of some kind. The point is, like, what are we doing, right? I'm sorry, guys. I'm an ENTP. Like, I'm going to tell you that the ends justify the means. I know there's a lot of people out there, especially some principled uh, morality-aware people, but guess what, guys? I'm an immoral person because I have FI trickster. I'm an ethical person, but I don't really care about how I feel, what is good or bad. What I care about is true or false. 
and then through my interpretation of true-false, I can arrive to a right or wrong conclusion. I am not using good or bad decision-making, moral decision-making, right, to arrive to a, a right or wrong conclusion. So that's the difference. People make true-false judgments, people make good-bad judgments, but both vectors are trying to reach right versus wrong conclusions with their decision-making. That's the whole point. So if I have to change myself a little bit for the benefit of my fellow man so we can have a great relationship that actually produces results, that doesn't make me a liar. That makes me someone that actually cares about them. That makes me someone who's actually trying to figure them out and understand them. Everyone out there is always telling everyone, you need to be focused on listening or you need to be focused on uh, uh, on understanding your fellow man. Uh, you know, speak less, listen, uh, listen more. You know, do, do active listening, for example. Guys, I'm trying to teach you how to do true active listening to the point where you literally understand everybody that you come into contact with and how they tick, how their human nature interacts with yours and everyone around them. If you understand that, that literally gives you a form of telepathy where you're basically able to read all of their actions on the fly in real time. What you won't understand about them is their human nurture, okay? So you might have those people, it's like, oh, well, you don't know me. Uh, you've never had this experience with me and uh, because you know, you can't just think because you know the psychology stuff that you know me. Actually, that's bullshit. I know your nature. And to be honest, guys, knowing someone's nature is fine. Imagine like if I'm going to I'm gonna date like a woman, you know, for the first time. And I instantly type her. I know that she's super compatible with me. And I just understand her. That's what, 10, 15 years of hard work shed off our relationship like that? Why would I not want that? Why would she not want that? You know what I mean? It saves time, guys. If you already understand their nature, then you could focus on understanding their nurture. So what are examples of nurture? What's your favorite color? Where were you born? Did you live in a trailer when you grew up? Do you like to drive cars? You know, those things. That's human nurture. But human nature can be understood immediately. And from a relationship standpoint, from intimacy standpoint, from parenting, from business, hiring people, for example, Every aspect of human life can be optimized just by understanding a person's nature because guess what? Nurture changes on a regular basis. Nature does not. The only change in human nature that exists is once people shift between their ego, subconscious, unconscious, or superego, and that's it. But guess what? They still end up back in their ego because they're the same person, okay? So remember, when you're typing people, it's for the purpose of learning to understand them, to be able to find out what their cognitive functions are, to know how compatible you are with these people, how to communicate with them, how to adjust your interaction with them. I don't know how many times I've heard people, especially ENFJs, tell me that I need to be aware of my audience, okay? So don't tell me that I'm just being some manipulative ass, okay? who is only cares about myself and is being selfish and just trying to uh, con everybody. It's not about that, guys. It's about knowing your audience. That's what this science is all about. And it permeates every aspect of human interaction. So anyway, that was really preachy. So let's actually dive into it. And again, I apologize, this video is a little bit longer, but I had 
to get that off my chest in order for me to show you what this is all about. So remember, interaction styles multiplied by temperaments or the reverse. Temperaments multiplied by uh, interaction styles. Thank you, Linda Behrens, for interaction styles. It is amazing. Once you understand a person's interaction style, like for example, if you identify someone's interaction style, guess what? You've just eliminated 12 types and you've brought it down to four types. And then once you identify the temperament, you instantly know which type they are. So check it out. This is the type grid, okay? So how to type anyone, all right? Notice up here the rows or the columns. You have guardians and you have artisans, you have intellectuals and you have idealists, right? Let me get a pen here. All right, cool. And on this side, you have the interaction styles, behind the scenes, the chart, the courses, uh, the starter types, the in charge types, right? And that's all you need. This is all you need to type anyone, right? So me, we all know that I'm a starter type, right? Because I'm informative, because I can't stop talking, right? Uh, I'm initiating. I always initiate the conversation. I don't necessarily prefer to respond. And I'm movement oriented. I gotta have that progress, right? So you immediately know I'm one of these four. One of those four types, right? Oh, but which one am I? Am I a guardian? Am I an artisan? Am I, am I a dutiful, past-focused, uh, duty-based protector? Am I a freedom-based creator? Uh, am I a future thinker? Or am I people-focused? Which one? Oh, I'm the intellectual, so that means, uh, oh, he's an ENTP, done. You've literally just learned how to type someone in 10 seconds. Congratulations. This is 100% accurate. You can never go wrong with this. I, again, the ideal test is all about finding out their cognitive functions, but that would take forever. It'd take forever to do this just use interaction styles times the temperaments and it's timetables and you just find out on the grid which type you are, right? This is everything. This is how you really type someone. This is how you really type yourself. It doesn't take any time and it's 100% accurate. So who wouldn't want to do this, right? So let's do some examples. So um, let's see. Um, let's say you, uh, you get hired on a new job and you know what your boss, uh, and you're talking to your boss, and uh, you know he he's uh, he really likes to uh, dress up, you know, make himself look very nice, a really striking individual. Uh, but he's all about you. Just notice that he just likes to do whatever he wants. He doesn't really do what he should do. So it's like okay, well, there's no way that you could be a guardian because you're not really focused on what you should do. So now nah, you're not a guardian. Um, you kind of might be a freedom-based creator, so you might be an artisan, okay. Um, and uh, idealistically speaking, you're not really people-focused because you're really focused on yourself a lot, you know, with your introverted feeling. It's all about how you feel. It's not so much about uh, how others feel. You're not really people-focused, you're more systems-focused. So you can't be an idealist because he's very simple. So he's either an SP or an NT, right? And then they come to find out he has a hard time starting things, but once he gets started, he always finishes literally everything. And he's very movement oriented. It's all about speed, constantly moving around. Uh, so, okay. So that means he would be 
see it through. Also just chart the course. So, and we got it eliminated down to artisans and intellectuals. So the chart the course artisans and intellectuals is means he's either an ISTP or an INTJ, right? And then what's the difference between the two? One's really focused on right now and crafting something, and the other one's focused on the future. And you know, this guy, your new boss, he's constantly talking about the future all the time and what's possible and what may happen and what if. Whereas the ISTP would be what is, right? Constantly talking about what is and what reality is. It's not so focused on the future. So by process elimination, you know that your new boss is an INTJ. Congratulations, you just typed him. Oh, and you know because he's an INTJ, you know his four sides of his mind because he has INTJ ego, which means he has ENTP unconscious automatically. And if he has INTJ ego, you flip that upside down, which means he has ESFP subconscious, right? So you instantly know his insecurity is SE inferior and he's insecure with how he looks, how he comes off, how he sounds, etc. He's insecure about the, the experience that he gives others. So when you're around him, you're like, oh yeah, you thank him for giving you a good experience. Oh, that was a really good meeting, sir. Oh, you know, oh wow, that suit looks really nice on you. You know, you compliment on those things and it sheds his insecurity. It makes him more comfortable around you. You have a better relationship with him just because of that, right? Oh, but I'm an, insin I'm an insincere asshole who's just trying to manipulate people. Yeah, right, no. Actually, I'm trying to interface with people and know my audience. Wisdom. So, you know he's an INTJ. And you also know to stay away from his past, which is his parasite demon function. <coughs> the past is something that INTJs want to avoid, right? Because you know his cognitive functions now. You know the four sides of his mind. You know his cognitive functions. It's ISFJ superego, for example, avoid it, right? So this is how you type anyone. You could type yourself this way. You could type your mother this way. You could type your daughter this way. You could type your pastor this way. You could type the two people that are getting married, and then you could know how compatible they are, and you can literally predict the outcome of their marriage. In fact, you immediately know their sexual response. More on that later. We're actually going to dive deeply into uh, how uh, type affects uh, the bedroom in a big way. Um, I'll be doing a video on, uh, on compatibility in the near future. But anyway, that's my point. Uh, this grid is how you can literally type anybody in seconds. It just takes practice, guys. You just have to memorize the interaction styles. So, well, so structure types, in charge, direct, initiating, control, right? Starter types, informative, initiating, movement, see it through types, direct, responding, movement, behind the scenes, informative, responding, control, right? So you just look at people, find their interaction style. If you know their temperament, you can do it the other direction. If you know their temperament, you've just eliminated all of the other types immediately. You've just eliminated 12 of the types and you got four to work with and now you got to figure out their interaction style. You can utilize this grid as process of elimination. To go even deeper with this grid, you can actually write out all of the top four cognitive functions attached to each type. You know, inside these little boxes here, imagine putting the four cognitive functions inside these boxes in order for each type. And then you can actually see another pattern of how the cognitive functions are kind of close to each other on the grid. And then because you know their cognitive functions, you can look at someone and be like, Wow, that guy's very SE child. And you immediately know that there's only two SE child types. That's the ENTJ and the ENFJ. 
So you've eliminated 14 of the 16 types just in the fact that you've identified SE child and you just gotta figure out if they're an intellectual or an idealist. Is he very people focused or not, right? That becomes the question. No, oh, he's an ENTJ. Yes, oh, he's a mentor, he's an ENFJ, right? This is how you type people. No one teaches this, I don't know why. It's, it's ridiculous to me. Everyone's trying to get you to take a test. This is all you need. So anyway, I, I'm going to be, uh, I, am, I'm, I created a test based on this and just this. It's super fast, it's super accurate. It'll be available probably in about a month on my website. And uh, then uh, any, you can give that test to anybody. And uh, no more taking 64 questions or 44 question sets that take forever. No more stupid percentages on the four letters anymore. And oh, by the way, it'll tell you uh, the four sides of your mind instead of just your ego like all the other tests. Like, we're, we're not wasting time anymore. It'll be a nice tool that you could use on anyone, super accurate, super quick, with better results than anything else that's out there. And you won't have to worry about that. And guess what? As you learn how to use this, the type grid, you don't even have to use the test anymore because you'll instantly, as soon as you come into contact with any human being in your life, you instantly know what type they are. You don't have to use the app. You don't have to use the test. You can just use this because you have it memorized, right? And it won't matter anymore. And you can literally understand people and you can literally engage people in ways that you've never have before. Imagine a better relationship with your wife, with your son, with your daughter, with your father, with your mother, uh, with your boss, you know, uh, with the guy you're trying to sell things to, you know, uh, literally every aspect of life can be directly impacted by this because you can literally get to know people's nature this way. And that's all you really need. Nurture is another mysterious aspect of human life that you learn by getting to know somebody. It, it used to be you had to learn this a person's nature by getting to know them, but not anymore. We have it now to a point, technologically speaking, in 2018, where you could just have this and you know a person's nature. And then all of that work, all that time is saved instantly. You're trying to be intimate with somebody and let's say you wanna have a long-term relationship with them, potentially in a marriage and 20 years in a marriage with all of that. Well, you just saved yourself 10 years of effort because you know this and then you can focus on the nurture, which is the beautiful part about life. Of course, nature is also a beautiful part of life, but you get what I mean. So anyway, Ugh, knocking on 30 minutes here, that's pretty long. I apologize, but like I said, this is probably the most important video I'll ever do, so I wanted to make sure I hit it out of the park and got all the information out. People need to understand each other, and that is my mission. My mission is to make sure everybody understands everybody, because if everyone understands everybody, conflict will basically be reduced, and it will go away, and it won't be a problem for us anymore. It's, uh, well, as much anymore. Where there's human beings, there's always conflict, sure. But if you understand each other, human beings, humanity would be able to unite and through that form of unity, they will be able to accomplish anything. If a group of people who speak the same language come together, they can accomplish anything. If they have a common goal, if they have a common unity. And one of the reasons why we have so much conflict in our society, in this world today, amongst our race, 
is because people don't understand each other. And at last, we finally have a framework that we can truly understand each other, each other's nature. We understand human nature now. And because we understand human nature and how people gather information and make decisions, we can, we're finally in a place where we can have that true unity-based, intimacy-based uh, relationships with our fellow man in ways we've never been able to do so before. This is very exciting because we're on track to correcting a lot of wrongs from our ancestors, you know, today. Specifically because, like, uh, like for example, how many petty squabbles started amongst feudal lords back in the days just because of type incompatibility, just because of human nature incompatibility, where they would judge each other and they would go to war over these petty little arguments that started just because their type was incompatible with the other guy. See, that's a thing of the past now. We don't have to worry about that anymore because if everyone truly understood each other, then there's no reason to have such petty conflicts. And it takes the conflict out of the human nature and keeps it just in the human nurture area. So anyway, that's it for this video. If uh, you found this video educational or helpful, please hit like or subscribe. Uh, if you have any questions about the tight grid, or how to type anyone and yourself, uh, please leave a comment in the comment section. I will answer your question right away. And uh, thank you all for supporting the channel. Uh, I really appreciate this audience and all of your guys' support. And uh, I look forward to continuing uh, to do this. I got another 300 videos planned, so I'm just gonna keep producing them. And I'm also gonna be posting transcripts on my blog. Uh, we're going to be rolling out this uh, test really soon uh, based on the interaction styles multiplied by the temperaments on, based on the type grid. And uh, after that, uh, I'm going to be uh, delving deep into compatibility, type compatibility, cognitive function compatibility, and uh, really just doing, getting into the weeds of how human nature works uh, in almost any form of human relationship. And then after that, I'll be discussing human nurture because there's a lot of additional models and systems that we could use also to help uh, reveal uh, the mysterious areas of human nurture in, in our fellow human beings. So with all of that, thank you all and you have a good night. I'll see you tomorrow.